Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know what? Let's let's let you, love. You talk about some of the toxic traits that I had in our relationship. Some of the things that I would do. I feel like a pinata. <laughs> I feel like a pinata. I don't know and Why don't you intro this one? Um, Let me just do it. I don't need instructions. It makes me more nervous. Do your thing, love. That yoke camera. Welcome back, everybody, to Who Can Relay. I got your host here, the one, the only, my one and only, Mr. Davis. Oh, thank you, love. No one's ever introed. <laughs> Who can relate before? That was dope. I should have that as like a, a button that I hit. Yeah. Like enjoy the podcast. We have that. I need a who can relate yeah, button. You do. Yeah. Well. Um. Well, host. <laughs> I called you the host. I'm we are co-hosting. Inter- okay, co-hosting home series. Here we are. Home series. We're back on the couch. And what are we going to be talking about today? Per popular demand. Toxic relationships how to go from toxic to healthy yes. and what that looks like yes. and little do the people know we were once in a toxic relationship because i was toxic <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't gonna say it first it's all good here on who can relate i own my fill in the blank <laughs> so we have we, we've created this outline um Something that I wrote that I I really want to make sure everyone understands. Um, With this episode, we just wanted to be really transparent with you guys. Um, I know the highlight reel on Instagram looks great. We do a very good job of creating that type of content. And it is real. It is pure. Not on purpose. Right. It's just it's our life. Um, It's also very natural that no one's going to post the bad moments. Yeah, of course. Uh, but we just wanted to make sure you guys understand the the background story more in detail of us. So we were considered to have a toxic relationship in the past. I love that we can both smile now if you guys are watching. <laughs> if you're listening, here's the laugh. And more importantly, we're able to talk about it now. Mm-hmm. And we're able to um, find those lessons that we learned and... Give them to everyone listening and watching. So we hope this helps. It definitely helped us. <laughs> and yeah, so let's get into it, love. <laughs> let's start off with, have you ever been in a toxic relationship before? This one. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately, I think no. Okay. And the reason I say that is I have never fought with someone the way I fought with you. Yeah. Sadly. <laughs> what else? Um, 
but I have been cheated on, so I feel like that's also toxic. Yeah. Um, and with that came gaslighting, which falls under toxic. Mm-hmm. But as far as like how you and I fought in the beginning of our relationship, I have never experienced that before. Yeah. So the answer is no. No. <laughs> but besides me. Okay. Uh, well, for me, I definitely have been in toxic relationships before, primarily because I was the one who was toxic. So uh, where I went, toxicity went, <laughs> including this relationship. Some of the notes that I wrote down as far as bringing in toxicity into our relationship. I um, want to ask you, though, just oh. before we start off, did you know you were bringing in a toxic toxic patterns into our relationship? Not at all. Did you know you had toxic patterns? No. Did you know your last relationship was toxic? 1,000% <laughs> yes. But you had no fault in that. Or you didn't think you had um, any? I didn't while I was in it. And then I, th- I think I came to the realization that, oh, wait, I think I have a lot to do with this towards the end. Um, so yes, I, and, and some of the reasons why I didn't know I was toxic was because it was normal to me. I like normalized toxicity. I saw it growing up. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows by now you repeat what you don't repair. So I was repeating the toxicity from both my mother and my father. So it was normal for me. It was normal for me to have these explosions of arguments it was normal for me to, to take these like haymakers of, of punches, not literally, with my words, you know, and, and to like hurt people. Not, not that, I mean, but I was hurt. Hurt people hurt people, right? So um, that was all normal to me. And uh, what was your other question? Some of them? Did you know that you were coming into our oh. relationship toxic? Yeah. So I've been very vocal and transparent on who can relate about when I met you how I had just started the early stages of of my growth process, my evolved process. Mm -hmm. And I've always said, you know, when I met you, I might as well have said, hi, I'm Justin. Nice to meet you. I'm under construction. That's (laughs) what I should have said. And, um, you know, but, but very, again, transparent with you that I was becoming aware that I was toxic, becoming aware that I had a lot of things I needed to repair. Mm -hmm. And still (laughs) I didn't, I didn't know to the magnitude of my toxicity. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I got some things to work on. And then throughout like our first year, for sure, I was like reminded definitely monthly, maybe even weekly mm-hmm. on like how much more work I had to do and how much, you know, deeper I had to dig. Mm-hmm. At any point in that process, were you ever in denial initially? Um, I think I understand your question, but I'm going to try to answer it in, um, in how I felt. So I wasn't necessarily in denial, but I was pointing the finger still. Mm-hmm. I wasn't pointing ready at, at you. Yeah. I wasn't ready to take accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would check myself, you know, um, not to put words in your mouth, but what was one of the, the things you told me early on in our relationship that helped you when we were long distance? Well, before that, I think that I... I had a hard time initially processing what was even happening because I've never experienced that in a past relationship or even just in my childhood upbringing. I never yeah. saw my mom yell or get 
like so angry to the degree that, you know, things were um, uncomfortable yeah. in our house. Um, so that was different. And, and I think initially I also took a lot of things personally. Um, right. and I tried to reflect within myself and, and try to see what I could do better to avoid situations like that. But, um, I think for me to answer your question for me, I would, it would, it would take you a while to kind of come around. And yeah. when you finally did that allowed me I guess to just hold space for you because I knew that it was something that you were acknowledging. I knew it was something that you were so badly wanting to change about yourself. And, um, and, and I saw that you were trying and I, in ways that, you know, not just, um, coming correct, but you were digging deeper. Yeah. Uh, j just for the people listening and watching, let's give it a, a timeline as to, you said it would, it would take you a while. What was a while? Sometimes it was like over a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That That's why I wanted you to say that because, I, you know, a while, maybe a day or two, but, and it'll, it'll kind of full circle throughout the episode. But, you know, I started at like a week, maybe a week mm -hmm. and a half sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then it, it got down to maybe five days and then it got down to three days and then it got down to, you know, so on and so forth. And now it's very rare that things linger on past like a day or two. Very rare. Yeah. And what I think helped us in those moments is we were long distance. So it yeah. was easy to give you that time and space. And, and I think too, with me giving you that time and space and not like being in your face, like nagging at you, it allowed you really time to self-reflect. Yeah. And I wanted that from you because I didn't want me to be the one that was constantly guiding you to the answer and I wanted you to figure it out on your own and you yeah. did yeah and if people are like how did he you know I, I think I knew very early on that you were going to be the one as long as I didn't f it up mm -hmm. <laughs> basically mm -hmm. um and so you were the light at the end of my tunnel along with knowing that I just needed to do this once and for all for myself. And again, you were just going to be the bonus, really. You know, and I was grateful and thankful that you were able to hold space, which we can talk about a little bit later as to how you were able to. People are fascinated with how you were able to hold space. So I'll try to um, really hone in on that in a little bit here. Um, but let's, so you mentioned how difficult it was for you to be in now your first toxic relationship. The other thing that we, we were writing down earlier was how I determined that I was in a toxic relationship and I was repeating these patterns and continuing to take, you know, the same me into a new one. I think, again, that's kind of just all I knew, mm -hmm. um, as I mentioned, from childhood. And I remember there were a couple of times where you and I would argue and you would tell me, I've never argued with someone like this before. I've never had these type of blowouts and I used to say I didn't sign up for this <laughs> you know so <laughs> like you and I would have our own little one-liners and now I realize like god that just must have been so frustrating for you you know this was new for you this was a, a lot of it was new you know we still have to do a long distance relationship episode but you know here I was I moved across country I moved into your place you now had to share your space, your things, and you weren't technically ready for me to move in when I did. Now it's 
a toxic relationship, which was the first for you. On top of everything else they just mentioned, in comes me, not really fully aware that I was the toxic one. We had a lot of stuff going on yeah. in the beginning, a lot. And that was kind of the real wake-up call for me to be like, dude, it's you. You are the toxic one. And here's where it was difficult. I talked about this with Gabby on Rediscovering Me. I said, you know, when you normalize that type of behavior, that type of fighting and toxicity, you don't see and or mainly for me, I didn't believe that there's another way. Mm -hmm. And you really helped me understand that, you know, we can communicate without throwing haymakers, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, huh, what do you mean? (laughs) So let's talk about that a little bit. I think too, what really helped with our dynamic is you, you came in with the fire. Yeah. And I came in with the water. And I think what happens is a lot of people in relationships, when they get fire thrown at them, they throw back with fire. And then it's like this big explosion um, just going back and forth. And you're just in this vicious cycle. But for me, I was really able to diffuse your anger and kind of give you the space that you needed to cool off rather than just like throwing to it, adding to it. Exactly. And I think that's, Another thing that just really helped with us. Yeah. And I mean, my last relationship, which was the most toxic one I've ever been in. um, If I was the fire, she was the fuel. Mm -hmm. Not only were you the water, but you were the extinguisher. (laughs) You were the diffuser, all the above. And thank God you were because it calmed me down Mm -hmm. a lot. I might not have given you the satisfaction of knowing that you were the reason why, um, but um and it it you know it's hard to argue with someone who's not arguing back Mm -hmm. it's hard to fight with someone who doesn't want to fight you know so that really helped me and it was it was a nuance for me you know I, i i always talk about attachment styles on here and that's where your secure attachment style really came to shine Mm -hmm. um, in situations of conflict, which was so helpful. I think the other thing too is I remember telling myself when I would be by myself because we would, you know, separate after the argument or when we were long distance, we wouldn't be talking at that particular time. Mm -hmm. I remember just replaying exes telling me the same things you were telling me Mm -hmm. and being like, damn, (laughs) How is it that these girls don't know each other from anything and they're saying the same things about me, man? Like what, what's going on? You know, so really for me, digging deep um, and starting to do all the work um, was, was a catalyst for me. Maybe we can give everyone more of a timeline as well as how. I was just going to say, I, I saw like the, the, I guess, roller coaster of emotions that you went through. I think that I, I remember seeing the the denial part or like the um, lack of accountability part. Yeah. And then I saw the projecting part where you were trying to put it on me mm-hmm. as to why certain things were happening. Um, and, and then, and then I just saw like the, the transition. Yeah. Like where you started just really digging deep in yourself and, you know, reading books and, talking to people that you looked up to and admired and, and building new friendships with those same mind, you know, same people. Yeah. Um, 
and restructuring your circle and, and getting close to people, spending the time with the right people Mm -hmm. and, um, digging deeper in therapy, seeking more therapy. Yeah. And here's the thing, like with being in a toxic relationship or being in a healthy relationship, when you are in a healthy relationship, doesn't mean that you can't get into a toxic relationship. Like it can happen because there's so many things that lead up to that. Yeah. And you got to stick with the work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you work out, if you just stopped working out, you're going to gain the weight back. You're going to lose the body that you, you crafted and created. It's the same with, you know, having a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. It's like you can fall off track and you can slowly but surely get to an unhealthy lifestyle yeah. by the decisions you make and, you know, the things you do. Yeah. And how often you are consistent, yeah. you know, with, with the work. And so you said, you know, from going from toxic now to healthy, it was primarily when we really dove into therapy together, mm-hmm. marital therapy. Um, what was that transition like? I'll let you take this, love, because um, you were the healthy one. What was that transition like for you, and how did you feel? How much relief did you have? Like, what were some of your emotions going from finally from toxic to healthy? I mean, again, I watched you. I watched the ev- evolution <laughs> of you (laughs) (laughs) happen. And I feel that the more you started digging deeper in yourself, you started slowly opening yourself up. Mm -hmm. So you may have been hearing all the things that people have been telling you for years, but now you are finally able to really receive it in the ways you hadn't before. And I think that's from you really allowing yourself to be open to, you know, what people were telling you. And I think that it It was good because I knew that you always had that in you to get to that level. So finally seeing and witnessing you come to those levels, uh, it just like took so much weight off my, off my plate, off like everything that like was really kind of weighing our relationship down. Just like, I still remember the day you walked in from your, um, solo June, 2020. Yeah. Your solo session with our therapist and you like it's almost like you unlocked a safe that had just all the answers and um just seeing how excited you were to even have those answers because I'm sure like as much as it lifted a weight for me it probably lifted a weight for you as well 100% um and just seeing seeing that happen and then just like feeling like Like it wasn't something that, although I was a part of it, it was something that you really led yourself to. And, and that was like more special because like, I think like every time you're in like a relationship, like sometimes you want to give your partner the answers, yeah. but you want them to come up with it on their own, you know, because a sincere apology where they are saying all the things that you wanted them to say without you having to say it for them. And then Mm -hmm. they're like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, it just yeah. means so much more. Yeah. And so I think that having you come in that day was that moment for me. Yeah. And um, as you said, it means so much more. And it also is, is sustainability. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I use the analogy about um, when someone can create something from within on their own, that's what's going to last because should the problem arise again, they know how to get that back. Cause they're the source. It's like when you're in school, at least for me, when I was in school, I used to cheat Mm -hmm. (laughs) my test. And the analogy here is if my friend who was smarter than me in this class wrote out the cheat sheet for me and gave it to me and I'm cheating on on the test, right? And I pass and he passes. And the next day the teacher comes in and he's like, guys, my dog ate the papers. You know, we got to do the test again. 
and I don't have that cheat sheet, I'm going to fail. And the teacher could be like, you got an A yesterday and you got an F today. Mm -hmm. What the hell happened? Yeah. Well, I didn't come up with the answers on my own. It's the same with this situation. If it weren't for me coming up with the tools, Mm -hmm. right, to be able to pull out of the tool bag when necessary and vice versa for you. I'm sure there's a lot of tools that you created as well. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to last. That's what's going to make or break a situation. But let's let's talk about um, I, I know that the umbrella right now is um, when did it go from toxic to healthy? But I do want to talk about some more toxic stuff. Okay? I was just going to say we should get into some of the things that you did that were toxic. Yeah. Aside from bunch, you pull out your <laughs> screenshot stuff. Let's talk about some of the things. God, I, sometimes I'm like way too transparent for these. people. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. OK, well. This is tough. Um, I don't mind being transparent and vulnerable with everyone. Um, it's just hard because I hate reliving that version of me. So bear with me. But I know this will help out people. So I'm, I'm down to be the sacrifice. Um, you know what? Let's, let's let you, love. You talk about some of the toxic traits that I had in our relationship. Some of the things that I would do. I feel like a pinata. <laughs> I feel like a pinata. I don't know and if I can do this to you. Oops, <laughs> wrong one. <laughs> but yeah, just go ahead. I think um gaslighting was one. Obviously we've talked about that before. Yeah. Um keeping a scorecard. Yep. Uh lying. Lying. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. Some of the things that when, when you start bringing that into a relationship, mm-hmm. it then started making me a little toxic because I was as, as much as I built myself up, I started to resent you for some things Yeah. and resentment is part of a toxic relationship. When you start, when you're holding on to resentment, when you're holding on to the past, when you're walking on eggshells, like that's all, that all gives into the toxic, that all gives into the, to a toxic relationship. Yeah, Toxicity. Toxicity. I know. It's It's like a tongue twister. It is a tricky one. Toxicity is tricky. Yeah. Say that. Toxicity. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even say it. Um, but yeah, you're, you're totally right. And that's, you know, that, that's what I mean by this is hard for me to talk about because it's hard to relive that, you know, putting you through that, knowing that my bad patterns and bad traits, um, were rubbing off on you was not okay. Yeah, and, and that's, that's the problem with a lot of people in relationships like that is if you don't recognize it, it can become a vicious cycle between yeah. you and your partner. Yeah. Um, and so let's start with gaslighting. Yeah. I was going to say, let's just dive into <laughs> each one. Maybe gaslighting and lying because they okay. kind of go hand in hand um, in some, or at least in, in what you yeah. were doing. So, so the, the lying stuff, um, when you're having friends of the opposite sex and you're kind of new in, into a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, you got to vet out and weed out in my opinion. Um, and, well, in, in our agreement, in our relationship, if you've slept with that person of the opposite sex, they're going to be removed <laughs> from your life. Um, so I did all that. And then I was going to meet up with a friend um, of the opposite sex who I had no sexual relations uh, relations with. But 
I felt like my ways of talk, telling these white lies or, or, or all the way lies, whatever you want to call them, um, I was used to lying from a child, you know, mm-hmm. little things to my mom. And deep down, she's probably like, why would you even lie about something like that? Even Adriana does that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like when she was out here last year, she was, it was about water. Yeah, right? drinking water. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> did you drink your water? Yeah, and it's like, well, you didn't because your, your thermoflask is still full. You know, it's like, why would you lie about this? Yeah. But that was me as well. So I continued that into adulthood. And so I would lie and, and I said, oh, I'm going to go, you know, whatever for a hike or casting or whatever. And I would go to lunch with mm-hmm. my friend of the opposite yeah. sex. And lo and behold, <laughs> once you caught me, you were like, why would you lie? lie and then it makes it look like you're doing something wrong. And then yeah. you're defending yourself because you know you didn't do anything wrong. Right. And, um, and then projecting it on me. Yeah feeling how I'm feeling but I'm like I remember um the moment that w- one of the times that that happened because there was more than once <laughs> sadly um I you know you would you would make me feel like I was in the wrong for calling you out on that which right. is part of gaslighting yep. and um and then I would actually feel bad and I'm like why do I feel bad this is like not because if I check in with myself mm-hmm. as, and I told you this as much as, cause you, you would defend in the sense of, well, I'm not cheating on you. So I'm not doing anything wrong. And I was right. like, actually you're wrong because I value someone being honest to me just as much as I value someone being faithful. Right. And, and that's the problem is you're not being honest. Yeah. So, um, it, it took a while before you, but now, now it's so funny because I said this to you the other day is like, I now am friends with one of the girls that he did that with. And she's like the sweetest person. And I hands down can say there was never anything between them. And the fact that he felt the need to lie is just like beyond me. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of beyond me. I'm going to try to explain it. Um, I know there's a lot of guys out here who have done this. There's a large part of me and primarily maybe from triggers in the past relationships that I've been in, but there's a large part of me that has a hard time trusting a woman that I'm with when she's like, you can tell me anything. You can be honest. Like, you know, I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to hold it over your head. And I'm like, yeah, but there's always like a catch for me Mm -hmm. in my head. And so I'm like, Although I should be totally honest with you and tell you, I'm going to meet up with blank to have lunch. You know, I've, I've cleaned out, you know, all the friends that Mm -hmm. weren't were that were more than just friends. I should be able to have that dialogue with you. But I was just like, yeah, but what if she thinks there, maybe there was more and then I got to explain and it's just better. I hate to say this. What she doesn't know won't hurt her. Mm -hmm. This was my thought process. So I would lie. (laughs) I would gaslight. And I would try to weasel my way <laughs> and out of these stupid, yeah. unnecessary, untruthful moments. And that's the worst. Like when somebody lies to you and then they back it with gaslighting at mm. you, it's like the worst feeling because it's like you at, at, at some point when you sit alone with yourself, you know that you lied. So, you know, you I have every right to be upset. The fact that you want to like turn this around on me and make me seem like I'm this crazy one is like crazy. I know. (laughs) And I've apologized several (laughs) times before, honey. I'm apologizing again. 
in front of the people. <sighs> I hope that I hope that was worth it to some man or woman or whoever's but watching. What's, what's um that it, you know it all goes back to communication. Like yeah. you said, like you could have just communicated those things and I think that a lot of times people people hold on or they focus on the f- the innocence of the action that they yeah. are not considering what the action could make somebody f- what their partner could feel. Right because of that action. So yeah. I think that like just because you're not doing anything wrong doesn't mean it's not going to make somebody feel a different way. And I think that the fear behind that the, for you is like, I'm afraid that she's going to voice how she feels that is, and then I'm not going to be able to go and I'm not ready to not be, to be controlled in that kind of way. And it's not even control. It's just a compromise, yeah. which is what a relationship is. Right. So just being able to communicate what you're doing, why you're doing it, and your partner being able to, you know, receive that and just really be honest about her feelings, whether they're serving to you or not, and then just finding a way to kind of meet in the middle. Yeah. Really well said, honey. (laughs) And uh, I wish I would have known that, even though you probably gave that to me before. um, I wish I would have listened and actually believed you back then. Okay. Um, let's talk about keeping score because this is something that, you know, is still kind of revolving in our relationship. Um, I grew up with a lot of keeping score from watching it to, you know, repeating it. And, uh, there's a quote that you found that says, oh, here, actually, what the hell? You can read it, honey. So this is all relative to keeping score. It says, if your partner claims to have forgiven you for something, but looks for any moment to bring it back up and use it as a weapon against you, they are more focused on hurting you back than healing and moving on. Mm. That's powerful. Yeah. There's so much truth behind that. Yeah. I mean, I can relate. (laughs) Um. Can you? Can you relate, babe? (sighs) Because, let me see here. I was definitely more focused on hurting you as opposed to healing and moving on. And when I say you, I don't mean like you, Shay. I mean like whoever I was with. I think it, too, maybe hurting someone is not the right, it's, you know, that's so strong, but maybe it was more of a protective. Yeah. um, Yeah. That's better. Shield that you were putting up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even more than that too, because you're totally right. I was more focused on protecting my heart and not getting hurt or not being abandoned uh, uh, abandoned again as opposed to not respecting your feelings mm-hmm. not re- not um respecting your heart and your emotions and your um just overall mm-hmm. you know so i was i was definitely my my priorities were off and they were selfish mm-hmm. definitely selfish um but when you keep score with someone how does that feel <laughs> <laughs> Because, again, this is something you never dealt with either. Yeah. um, I think some of the stuff that I would feel was just not enough. Like, I felt like you were constantly trying to point a finger at me and highlight my negative reel rather than my positive reel. And um, it just made me feel... You know, and, and, I, and that's when I went through the emotions where, where as secure as I entered the relationship, there was a part that I became very insecure. And I had to, again, check in with myself and know, you know, I got to a point where I was like, you know what, actually, as personal as I want to take this and as much as it makes me feel 
sad that he would say these things. This isn't even about me. And I, I can, when I really like look at my relationship with you and my, and what I bring to the table, I, I'm confident to say that like, and as much as you were like pointing out those flaws, like I would allow them to get to me for a second, but then I would just know like, actually that's like, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. That's like impossible. Um, but as long as I'm moving in the direction that I'm moving, like I'm confident in who I am in this relationship. And if he can't see that, if he can't appreciate that, that has nothing to do with who I am. Yeah. And I love that you said that. And, and I really hope, especially the women are listening because that to a man is so attractive and it's, it's intimidating to the wrong ones, but it's very attractive to the right ones. And that is one of the biggest attractions that I had to you was how sure you were of your self-worth, of your value system. Um, and I bring all that up because I realized later on and, and obviously worked on it to not repeat it. I realized that I was stripping you of that, mm-hmm. you know, subconscious. It's, it's back to that quote of um, they're more focused on hurting you. Mm-hmm. Um, then healing and moving on. And I, again, not that I was trying to hurt you, but this is just, you know, the old patterns and realizing that I was stripping away all that, like killed me. And I was like, I can't keep doing this, this strong, beautiful woman. Like I'm not lifting her up. I'm bringing her down. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling her down. Mm -hmm. That is not what I'm about. That's not what I want to happen for my daughter. And I definitely don't want to hap- don't want it to happen to my wife. And um, and that's when the vulnerability and transparency really started, mm-hmm. because I knew that ultimately I was hurting you to protect my heart. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, well, I have to protect my heart for a lot of things in life, but not with my wife, mm-hmm. <laughs> not with my fiance before, you know. Um, and that was a very difficult still is a transition that I'm that I'm going through. Yeah, I remember one one time that you came home and it was a white lie that you did trying to, you know, just protect myself and I mean protect you. Was it when I was playing the saxophone? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just making that. sure. <laughs> because um, I will say those white that lies was a great white lie. <laughs> those white lies, plural, for ten months came in handy. Yes. Lying yes, my yes. ass off. Yeah. Had to use no. it for the good. <laughs> it was one of, um, I can't remember. It was one of the times you came home, you lied about something. I found out about it. And um, we, I think, you know, we had a really heart to heart conversation. And I told you, I said, listen, like, if you still have stuff in your system that you want to get out, like, by all means, like, go do that. But don't involve me in this you know, and, and I think that that was a moment that, you know, really allowed you to open up and really dig deep because you probably for a quick second was like, oh shit, I'm about to lose her. And she's like completely fine to walk away from this right now in this moment and not even be mad at me about it. 
And I remember that's when you told me that, you know, you've been doing this since you were a little kid and, and it's like, you're realizing that it's something that you do have to fix. You want to fix. You were very emotional about it. And I, in that moment, I saw the genuine like response that you had to that. And that's when I decided that I wanted to hold that space for you. Yeah. I remember that moment and I'm just now realizing too, the moment to celebrate in this regard. In the past, I've been given that ultimatum from a partner. And instead of being vulnerable and transparent, like I was with you, my ego and pride took over and I perceived you as a threat. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, you're not going to threaten me. Fine. Then, oh, oh, then I'm out. I would Mm self-sabotage. Because I was too focused on protecting my heart. Mm-hmm. And fast forward to what the moment you just brought up. I don't even remember consciously turning on that switch in my head. Now I realize I must have been so exhausted mm-hmm. from lying. Or it could have been delivery too. Yeah. Where it allowed you to receive it. Totally. And timing. You know, del- delivery plus timing yeah. equals results. <laughs> That's a new gem. <laughs> but these gems. There it is. Oh, wait. Oh, see? Oh, damn it. Wait, no. I don't want that one either. No, I wanted the... No. Yeah. Okay. Another JD's gems. <laughs> um, get used to this board. Yeah. And so, thank God I did, you know, and, and it's also a testament to how at that particular moment, subconsciously, how I felt about you, you know, it was like my heart came out, not my mind in in that particular moment, because I, I remember breaking down and just surrendering kind of like, Mm -hmm. I give up, man. Like I'm, this is so draining for me. It's so hard to, to live this lie, you know, this, this facade and to continue these, these bad patterns. And I, also like delegated to you. Like, I need your help in this, Mm -hmm. you know, thank you for calling me out. Mm -hmm. Um, Thankfully I was able to receive it. um, You know, but I, yeah, that moment was a a definitely a a revelation um, for me. And And the change never happens overnight. It's always a process. I mean, that wasn't the last time that you lied or gaslighted, you know, but things got better over time for sure. Yeah. Um, Let's, let's go into more ways of being toxic. Um, Let's talk about, as we wrote down, um, how I would dismiss your feelings, mm-hmm. how I would project my insecurities. JD's in m- way or the highway? My <laughs> way or the highway. You know, let's let's talk about some of that. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, women, you know, and men. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me, sorry, be really quick. Guys, fellas, I see you. I appreciate you. I'm happy you're here. Uh, a lot of guys <laughs> are like, hey, man, I know you always address the women. I'm like. My bad. I need to be more conscious of that. Um, I just know we, you know, we've gotten a lot of requests, a lot of messages on, can you guys talk about toxic relationship? How do you go from toxic to healthy? So it's Mm -hmm. been from a lot of women, but guys, if you are man enough, if you are mature enough, if you are vulnerable enough to admit that this is resonating with you because you are this, or you've been this and you want to work on it, take your notes. Mm -hmm. So, but from the, from the woman here, honey, why don't you, um, let them know how it felt to be with someone who was very much so my way or the highway. Uh, I was very much so I would project my insecurities, my emotional insecurities and my bad patterns onto you. And then also how 
the way I would fight and dismiss your feelings and the hell with your perspective because it doesn't matter. It didn't. <laughs> uh, and, and also, to sorry, uh, honey, really quick, how you felt like you weren't enough. Well, I kind of talked about that, I feel. No? Okay. Didn't I? Kind of. Well, ma- maybe like everything that you were doing still wasn't enough and how draining that was. But, oh, gosh. But yes, yeah, whatever you want. Pick of the litter. It's like a buffet of my of my horrible flaws. I feel like you're. Um, did you ever watch that show where you dunk somebody in the water oh like God, they're sitting yeah. in a hot seat and then? Yes, <laughs> that's me. Or like, like you got slime done Nickelodeon yeah. when we were a kid. Yeah, I feel like that's you. Um, wow, to be in a relationship with someone that you just feel dismissed by or you're walking on eggshells you can't you're not comfortable with addressing your inner most true feelings that was that was really really tough really tough but I think that what helped me is just again like you coming around on your own and me giving you that space to come around on your own instead of throwing you know, jabs back at you in any kind of way. I really just kind of allowed you to sit with how you were being. But how? And what were you going through in those moments? How were you able to hold that space? I think because I had confidence and I was secure within myself. So I, I knew that if, if you didn't come through correct, what was I losing? And, and how, I know it's years in the making, but if you can kind of bullet points, how did you get to that level of self-confidence, self-awareness, knowing that you wanted me, but you didn't need me? Um, probably just having, you know, self-love and knowing, having myself aligned with my desires and values and what I felt I deserved. Um, I think that just, you know, just being secure in myself, really. I, I'm only asking this stuff. I, um, I'll have to do like a formal announcement coming up, but, uh, a consultation service was created kind of by, um, a lot of the audience. I've, you know, so many messages been coming into both of us and I was trying to get to everybody. And this is something I really want to do full time. And, um, so I created a consultation service. And so I had a, um, consultation this morning. And one of the things that we're trying to work on is um, building this woman's, you know, um, confidence, but mainly getting her to find her voice. You know, I want to talk about that because there was a lot of times where I remember you used to tell me like you, I would be so good at manipulating and gaslighting and finessing the conversation to take away your train of thought where you Mm -hmm. would just be like, I don't even remember what what I was (laughs) saying or what we're talking about here, but I'm on this roller coaster. I'm getting whipped left, right, <laughs> front, center. Like, what is happening? You just get me off the ride. And how I would strip you from your voice, how I would dismiss your feelings, how I would get you to suppress your feelings to the point where the only way you got them out was by journaling. Mm-hmm. Help everyone out, honey, with that. I think, well, number one, I'm, I was, I've never been a confrontational person. Yeah. So I think that as much as I was suppressing my feelings by not expressing them to you, I was still having my ways of, you know, letting them out, whether it was journaling, which is really important because you don't 
what you don't want to do is just completely suppress your feelings. Right. And you're not either talking to a friend or a therapist or journaling. And I think I still found ways to outlet how I was feeling. Um, but it, it did, it was really shitty that I couldn't express how I was feeling with you, with you and, and feel like you were receiving it on a level of compassion and understanding the way I was receiving how you were feeling. And that was, that was a roadblock for me with you is, and it was just like the biggest challenge. And I really had to just kind of hold that space why I held that space. I think I just saw, I saw that you were trying, um, I saw that you were truly confused within yourself and you just didn't know, like you did not have that mental capacity to, to get to the level that I was on yet. I, I sorry, really quick. And I actually, I'm having a moment right now. I remember we were in the kitchen and I remember you said something along those lines, like <laughs> you don't even have the mental capacity <laughs> to understand what you're doing right now, how you're acting and what you're saying that like, I don't even know what to tell, tell you. This has nothing to do with me. And I remember being so infuriated inside, like, oh, you think you're better than me? I was just like, oh, yeah. You know, like, but deep down, I was like, damn, she's right. Like, this is so far gone for me that I don't even recognize it. And, and I remember thinking like, I know what she's saying. I don't know how to understand it, but I know that there's a lot of truth to what she just said. And now I realize that, God, there was so many times where I would be doing the same old me in fights and I would look at you and you would almost like it was an infomercial that you were like waiting to skip the ad. Like you were just (laughs) like, when is this going to, is the five seconds up yet? Like, when are you done kind of thing? You know, like when are we going to be back to the show? And I was like, ain't this a, you know what I mean? Like I remember so many of those moments and, and God kudos to you and so much respect, admiration, appreciation, gratitude. I can go down the list love of how, I feel about you now and and thankfully you were able to be in those moments because if you would have continued to have been the fuel to my fire, we would not be here. Yeah. Let me, let me um, correct that statement. You, I'm sure, would not be here. I probably would stick around <laughs> because that was normal for me. You would have been like, uh, you need to get out. You know what I mean? So I'm just so happy that you were constantly able to hold your ground. Um, one of the things, again, today during the consultation, I was telling her was you have to learn how to say no to people without explaining yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember um, also trying to come up with like a dummy down version. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) Okay. 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 Listen, (laughs) play it. You're going to let, you're going to let mommy do this to your boy. A dumb down version so that I could better understand how much of an idiot I was being. Because I remember <laughs> we were having, Justin used to hate when I would say that we were having two different experiences. On the same and event. Yeah. And he's like, how is that even possible? Um, so I'm like, it's very much possible. We're two different people. We have two different upbringings. I'm like, imagine we drive down a street together and, you know, my background is, is real estate. 
and houses and all of that. And your background is landscape and plants and all of that, right? So we drive down the same exact street. And after we drive down the street, I point out, I'm like, yeah, babe, that that house with the red door and blah, 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 all this, like the Spanish style. And you're like, there was no red door. There was a, a juniper tree, but there was no red door. I'm like, no, there was a red door. And you're like, no, there wasn't. So we, it's just like, it goes to show like you were driving down the same street. You're seeing the plants and the flowers and the trees. And I'm seeing the architect and the style of the house and the color of the doors. Mm. It doesn't mean I'm wrong. You're right. Mm. We're just having two different experiences. (laughs) And Uh, when I use that analogy, did that help you? (laughs) Or were you still like your dumbed down version did make sense? Um, No, but that's in all seriousness, that's so real. And that was the first time I really, heard someone um, tell me that, you know, we're having two different experiences in the same event because like I used to respond, what the hell are you talking? This is the same event. There's one experience <laughs> like what? And that's where you were dismissing me. And I, right. and I had to, you know, I, I, I knew that he wasn't dismissing me on purpose. I knew right. it was just because he didn't have the mental capacity to understand what was really happening. And, and I think that's what allowed me to hold space for you. Cause I'm like, wow, this man really genuinely does not like yeah. see that there's another side. Yeah, uh, genuinely is the word. <laughs> I like legit didn't. I remember walking away like, what the hell is she talking about? Yeah. And that's because I used to argue in the sense of like, I would do everything I could with my salesman ways to get you to understand my perspective. And I would. And you would. And and you'd be like, no, that's that makes so much sense. Yeah. And I was like, good and talk. I totally understand. But this is where I was coming from. Yeah. <laughs> and And I was like. So I would be like, you understand, right? You're like, yeah. And I'd be like, cool. Then why are we still talking? Good talk. See you out there. Or you would say, then if you understand, why did you do it? Yeah. And I was like, because that wasn't my intention. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I remember like, so I, I feel like there were a couple of times, maybe I'm just making it up, but might as well have been the truth where I would like walk away from you being like, cool, good, resolved. And you'd be like, okay, my turn. I'd turn around like, huh? What? What do you mean <laughs> your turn? You have an opinion too? You got feelings too? How dare you? You know, like, oh God, it's yeah. Sad. I'm I'm Sad. so happy that that was short lived. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, we we laugh now, thank God. Um, but that was real. Mm-hmm. That was so real. I'm sure a lot of people tuning in right now, it is real. If if you guys are going through that, um, we have empathy for you because that is it's not funny and it's not a game. It's extremely frustrating. It's mm-hmm. it's. God, challenging is not even the word. Yeah. And and I, I'm sure a lot of people right now are thinking like, but how do I know if I should be staying like Shay did? How do I know that I, I can see that it's really even not him or her? It's just, you know, they just don't know another way yet. Or right now, they don't know another way, you know? Um, anything, honey, that, that I mean, because I think you alluded to like the work that I was doing consistently and the revelations that I would have. And here's the other thing too, like, if people don't know by now, this is, if you're watching, I'm, this is my best friend. If you're listening, I'm <laughs> looking and pointing at Shay right now. This is my best friend. When you're best friends with someone, you tell them everything. We talked about the saxophone a little while ago. If, if, if everyone's new here, um, I surprised Shay walking down the aisle 
um, I played the saxophone for her, which is like a dream come true. We'll talk about it um, when we talk about our wedding. But the point is, is I remember when we had a moment after our wedding and it was just her and I. And the first thing that I unloaded <laughs> was, oh, babe, I can finally tell you all those times I told you I was going to Target and going to play basketball and going to do this and that. I was I was taking saxophone lessons. Mm-hmm. I, I it killed me not to be able to tell my best friend what I was about to do, which is going to be the one of the most proud moments of my life, something I'll tell our grandkids. Like, it killed me not to be able to tell you that. And people are like, J.D., what the hell are you saying, man? Where are you going with this? Yeah. Here's where I'm going. Are you thinking that too? Yeah, I'm kind of like, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's where I'm going. I always communicated and kept you in the loop with what I was doing with the work. Every time I'd have a therapy session... I would do my, you know, review with you. Every time I read something in a book, I'd run out of the room like a little kid on Christmas, like, Shay, yo, listen, listen to this, and I learned this, and I came up, man, this makes so much sense now. Like, I always constantly kept you near and dear by my side and kept you in the loop. Like, And I think for me, what I also, um, I don't know how I learned this or how I knew to do this, but there's a time and there's a place for everything. And there was, you know, a lot of times that I would see certain things, but you were still, I I knew you were still heated and you wouldn't have been ready to receive what I realized is happening. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would wait for you to kind of come around and really like come around, not just apologizing, but open. And when I would see the openness in you is when I would tell you what I, you know, recognize Mm -hmm. and you would receive it so well versus if I'm like in the heat of the moment and we're fighting and I'm like trying to tell you exactly what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Those are not, that's not the right place in the right time. Yeah. And that's, and it probably wouldn't have been received. No, it would have been dismissed and it would have been discouraging. I would have been less likely to continue the work. Um, but that's a testament of how well you knew me, how well you knew my love languages, how well you knew, um, when to speak, when not to speak, not, yeah. not in a controlling way. That sounds yeah. so bad. <laughs> but I do recognize, like, in, in you always talk about it, the um, what's the, when somebody gets really upset, it's almost like there's, like, the, the what is that thing in the front of your... Um, oh, the prefrontal cortex. The prefrontal cortex, when somebody's, like, really worked up, it's almost yeah. like it will block them from seeing yeah. clearly. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they get to a point of blackout. Yeah. And um, so that is not the time for me to try to, if I say this now, he's not going to receive it. It's probably going to make him more angry versus I rather give it to him when he's a little bit more calm down, collective, cool, calm, cool and collective yeah. and um, more open to receive it. And yeah. I feel like in those moments when I would do that, I would see that you would process it a lot better. Whether you Mm -hmm. were understanding it, you at least like were able to obtain it. Yeah. And be open to it. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that shows, you know, your patience, Mm -hmm. you know, cause I, I have failed at that a lot of times. I knowing, you know, like if you're complaining about work and you know, (laughs) my default mechanism is to problem solve, fix it for you. So you don't have to deal with this anymore. I got, I'm gonna save the day. And you're like, dude, shut up. I just need to vent. You don't know anything about real estate. Just let me get this out, you know. So, um, you know, we can all take a page from your book, everyone listening, watching, and myself. Um, 
just to really be more patient. Like you said, know that there's a time, there's a place. And above all, you can have the greatest message ever to give to someone. But if your delivery is off, it will never be received. <laughs> Team Davis, man. <laughs> Anyways, um, so maybe in, in full recap here, went uh we went deep into the toxic traits um maybe let's let's end here with uh more of the healthy stuff and and how much better it is on this side you know as 50 cent says the top feels so much better than the bottom so <laughs> much better oh so now that we're in a healthy relationship mm-hmm. um you know what? I, I have a I have a serious question for you, honey. Um, this was not scripted. Were there any points in our relationship where you were doubting if this was ever going to work? <laughs> Got you guys. Ask me again. No. <laughs> Rawness. Um. Absolutely. How many times, roughly? More more than five. Ah. Uh, like, were you like, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I ever got to that I'm good. I probably got very close to it where um, I did feel like maybe um, it wasn't going to work out. Yeah. Um, as much as I was holding space or being patient, I felt like you still had a lot of work to do. And there was, and it was creating, it was turning me into somebody that I didn't want to be. And I think in those moments was when I felt like, I don't know if this is going to serve me in the right ways. And it felt very unhealthy for our relationship, let alone for just myself. And I had worked so hard to build myself up to where I was that I didn't want to lose that. I mean, again, I think for me, what what really got me from toxic to, you know, trying to be as healthy as I can was my ability to finally be vulnerable, to mm-hmm. finally be transparent, to finally stop protecting my heart with all my energy and kind of mm-hmm. shifting some of that energy to investing in the relationship that I was in. Yeah. And also, too, putting for the first time ever in all my years of relationships the first time ever putting both feet in mm-hmm. instead of one foot in one foot out and the thing with you when you talk about being vulnerable it's it's weird because I always felt from day one um, our initial conversation that you were a very vulnerable person but where you lacked the vulnerability was when we were at indifferences that is when I needed you to be more vulnerable than ever because that's when it was more raw and it wasn't a facade of vulnerability. Yeah, it wasn't like a scripted yeah. <laughs> vulnerability. Well, I can tell you hands on that the reason why in times of conflict I would you know close off and guard up because I was trying to protect my heart. Mm-hmm. And I would rather risk it all than to get hurt. I would rather risk losing you I would rather risk not talking to you for a couple of days than to get hurt. Like I was so scared of it. And so I would close off, shut down, block you out for sure. I would run away from you and the problem. And as our first marital therapist taught us, 
which is, sounds so simple now, but it was hard for me back then to run towards the problem with you. Mm-hmm. And we can solve it together. Yeah. yeah. What also helped me is um, you expressing to me of why you were protecting your heart and the fears that you had of abandonment and your childhood upbringing and how you felt growing up and stuff. Yeah, and that's that was only possible because of um, the internal work, mainly in therapy for mm-hmm. me. You know, because for me, and this is how I op- how I operate, and it maybe it's not for everybody, but the most frustrating thing for me is confusion. It's not having clarity about a situation. It's not having a solution to an issue. It drives me crazy internally. So I couldn't understand why I kept repeating these these things in these ways. I'm mm-hmm. like, I know this is my wife. I know, you know, my therapist, like, this is your wife. This is a safe space. I'm like, bro, I know, <laughs> but I, I can't let her in. And then he, you know, we broke it down and unpacked it as far as, well, think about all the ones who you've loved like you love your wife. They've left you. And so, yeah. of course, it's hard for you to trust to let someone in now and so on and so forth. I think, too, your biggest struggle is not being able to understand someone's side. Yeah. And sometimes the solution is the understanding. And because you were not able to understand somebody's side, you thought that, in fact, there was no solution. You relate solution to being something that's an, of an action. And mm. it's not always that. It's something as simple as just understanding. And the fact that you were just incapable to understand was really what the problem was. Yeah, and I was incapable to understand because I couldn't fathom that that is a possible solution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can all be so simple, babe. <laughs> but you'd rather <laughs> make it <laughs> Was loving me like a battle, babe? <laughs> And did we both end up with some scars? <laughs> oh, Lauren, we miss you, Lauren. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm just sitting with, with what you said because you're right. And, and and I still need to hear that and implement that today, that, that mm-hmm. philosophy of the solution sometimes is just an understanding. Mm-hmm. It's just showing empathy, mm-hmm. compassion, mm-hmm. showing up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always need to be this this solution so to speak yeah Yeah. grand gesture and go big or go home mentality yeah yeah because that's what like when we were at when we whenever we were at in in differences the solution for me was just understanding where you were coming from and you never felt like you had we were having a solution because you could never understand where I was coming from Mm -hmm. or you never felt that there was a solution because you were never able to understand where I was coming from yeah, and again, this is this is all like present day for us in, in our therapy. Yeah, I mean, really, this this is like a couple of weeks ago. We just we just I came to this uh, realization, mm-hmm. and um, he was able to uh, really help us both understand mm-hmm. the severity and the overall truth in what what you just said. Mm-hmm. You know, he he had a great delivery with his message for sure. Side note: We're also trying to get our marital therapist to come on who can (laughs) relate um i would love for him to sit in you know with us and for you guys summarize all uh, of our (laughs) for you guys to put a face in a in a face to a name and and uh see the other photo of michael jordan because that guy (laughs) is the michael jordan of therapy i'm telling you um 
Well. Yeah, I will forever be grateful for him. Yeah. Same. (laughs) I think to conclude it is um, no matter how healthy a relationship is, it, it takes work to maintain it. And you just have to have a level of communication with your partner, a level of understanding, pas- compassion, empathy, openness, all of the above. And you guys have to really look at each other as a team and not the opposing side. Right. Um, and it's not always you against him or me against you. It's us against the issue. And as long as we can tackle those together um, and just be communicate as much as possible and be open to you know the other person's perspective i think that we will always be in a healthy relationship yeah it it made me think about all the times i used to say like it's not about me it's not about you it's not about team me team you it's team us you know Mm. (laughs) but i would just say that yeah i'm like i wouldn't really practice what i preached if we're on the same team why are you keeping score i know (laughs) i'm trying to win (laughs) Yeah, that uh, I was like, you can't be on the same team and keep score. I know, I know. But, but um, it was it was the idea was fun for me, and it's one of those things where I would say it, but I I wouldn't, I didn't trust to be able to believe it. Yeah. And for the people that are toxic and have toxic relationships, there's hope to change that and yeah. create new healthy patterns that work not just for you but for your relationship and um, knowing what to implement, when to implement it, and how to is um, something that you just kind of have to talk through with your partner. Yeah. And see what works for both of you guys. Yeah. Because what works for us doesn't work for everybody. It may not. And uh, maybe one more thing to conclude. Um, honey, do you think you looked at your camera enough on this episode? I tried to look a lot at my camera. Okay. <laughs> It helps. It actually helps. So whenever we film, the last few times, aside from the first two times, what's that? How many times did we film? One, two, four, seven. <laughs> yeah, Carried I think that's actually. Well, anyways, it's much easier to look at the camera when it's here versus yeah. here, and when we only when we were filming with just one camera, it's really hard to just like dead on look at the camera, and it's awkward and uncomfortable, and I'm not good in front of the camera, so. Well, and also I get too, shy. like. Yeah, but it's one of those things where we forget the cameras are on. We're just yeah, like talking. Yeah, we're having a conversation. Yeah. But when there's a camera directly in front of me, it's yeah. easier to look at here and there yeah. than to, you know. Yeah, I just want to say something to the people who had, had a couple comments saying, it's awkward that she doesn't look at the camera. Let me think before I speak here. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> It is. I, I mean, it's no, probably it awkward. I get it. No, no. Here's the thing, love. And for those people who commented that, I hope to God that you guys had way more takeaways from our episode about what relationship looks like for us because we're doing this as a favor. This is free game. Everyone's welcome. We're letting you guys be a fly on our wall. For the people who were like, I can't help but just notice you didn't look at the camera, you may have some other issues that you need to address aside from worrying about who's looking at the camera and where. Turn off the camera, (laughs) turn up the volume, and take your notes. Don't attack my what? Okay, Uh, but in their... (laughs) Your boy, I'm hot, babe. In their defense, there's a connection that's happening with the audience and us. And the more I can engage with the audience, the more connected they feel. So if I'm just completely like this, which that last one I was, it's a little bit hard. So I get it. I understand. And here we are with three cameras, and now I'm looking. 
I guess. <laughs> just have more takeaways is all I'm trying <laughs> to say. This could actually, I don't take it personal, so. This could help. <laughs> Anyways. Um, all right. Well, I think that is it. Can you look at the camera when you say that? Sure. Let's not let a couple of bad apples ruin it for the <laughs> bunch here. You guys are not bad apples. Um, we just wanted to let you all know, again, kind of the ins and outs of our past, our present, and where we're trying to be for our future in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still developing our healthy patterns and yes. ways we can communicate and just be better together. Yeah. And part of that is being fully transparent with you all. And, you know, continuing that dialogue, which is something that is is a high priority for us every time we do an episode together is just to let you guys in on a little bit of what's worked for us, what hasn't worked for us. And um, and and more than anything, really just letting you guys know, like, I appreciate the couple goals and all this other stuff. But like, it's a lot of work, at least at least in my book. Maybe it's not for you, honey. I don't know. It was a different I mean, kind it of work. It was, yeah, it's a different kind of work. It was a lot of work to um, get, you know, get you to see certain things and, and hold yeah. that space and be patient and stuff. But it was worth it. Yes. <laughs> 100%. So until next time, we're taking requests on what you all would like us to talk about again. Um, you can DM either of us, comment in the section below. Make sure you like, if you like it, (laughs) (laughs) make sure you subscribe, turn on your notifications. Um, I mentioned the consultation stuff. Shay and I are both available. I'm available one-on-one. Are you available one-on-one, honey? Mm, I prefer to do it with you. Not right now. Okay. Not right now. I was going to say, because I got to tell Krizia that she's going to make your own one-sheeter. No, no, not right now. While we're in the lab. Creating this consultation <laughs> business. Okay. But either way, um, yeah, we're, we're here to help. You can, uh, again, message us, and we can we can schedule you out. It's all via Zoom. I, we'd love to see everyone um, face-to-face as much as we can during this ongoing pandemic. And, uh, yeah, I, I had, like, 10 send-offs. I'm, <laughs> done. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm done. It was better than the last time. The last time I was, like, for, like, 30 minutes. You were just like talking. Oh, I was thanking everyone. You were like a forever, it was a forever con- conclusion of the episode. I was just in my gratitude moment, babe. Oh, okay. Let me live. <laughs> okay. Appreciate you guys. I appreciate you. Oh. And appreciate, you guys. <laughs> appreciate you, Playa. <laughs> Chicago's looking at us like, okay, time. There we go. It's like, it's time for my bone. <laughs> and I'm hungry. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. <laughs>